What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number two of Anxietyism. I hope everybody has had a phenomenal and stellar week. I know my week has kind of been, you know, crazy and full of wrenches and all over the place, but I know through it all that God is still good and none of this pain is without waste. Uh, a couple of quick housekeeping tips before we get started. First and foremost, I do apologize for the, um, I know this is better sound quality than last week, or at least I hope it is. But I know there's a bit of uh, background noise and humming, so I do apologize for that. I got a brand new microphone. I got a brand new cable uh, using different podcast editing software. So just trying to figure out, you know, kind of the best path going forward in terms of sound quality and distribution and all that fun jazz going forward. But before we dive in, God has definitely very much put it on my heart to pray for, you know, everybody. So let's just dive in. Heavenly Father, we just pray for everybody who is, you know, listening to this, Father God. Don't know what brought them here, but God, I am so glad that they are here and they're not listening to this by accident. I just pray, Father, that you would just be with, you know, whatever struggles that they currently have. I pray that you would give them the strength to release it to you, that you would provide where provisions are needed, Father God, and just have your holy hand and healing hand upon everybody in Jesus' name. Amen. I know last week we, you know, kind of talked about, you know, who we are, kind of what we stand for, and I gave a little bit of my testimony. But I've also kind of mentioned on the social medias, and I think I mentioned this last week as well, that there's a bit of a stigmatism when it comes to Christian mental health, especially mental health uh, within, you know, the confines of the Christian church. And I kind of wanted to take this week a few moments to kind of address, you know, kind of what that stigmatism is and what I mean by that. So I was doing a little bit of reading this week, and for those of you that know me, I know you guys know that I'm a big fan of Lecrae. So... I really hope this doesn't come across as biased, and I do apologize if it does, but I finally got around to reading his latest book, I Am Restored, and there's a couple of tidbits in here that really kind of captured, you know, kind of that stigmatism. Uh, these are both from the first chapter. Um, just going to kind of read the passage real quick. So it says, Christians have a disturbing habit of minimizing pain and making it seem less important than other concerns we should be focusing on. Entire movements of the church are dedicated to thinking positively all about life and refusing to sit in pain for any length of time. But if I minimize my pain, how can I get past it? If I dismiss my suffering, how can it be redeemed? Other Christians seek to over-spiritualize pain. If God is good, what purpose is there in meditating on pain? They take scriptures like, be anxious for nothing, as proof that we're not even supposed to acknowledge the presence of anxiety and the roots of our trauma. And when I first read that, it just absolutely hit me just because he is absolutely right. A lot of Christians and pastors and people I've even talked to, you know, they give you these scriptures like, be anxious for nothing, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, or uh, my personal life verse, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is good, noble, praiseworthy, think of these things. And I do firmly believe that thinking positively can eliminate about 90% of our issues because people, especially like me, tend to dwell on, you know, the negatives and that has a profound impact on your physical and your mental health. But, you know, having read that from Lecrae's book, it's just like people don't want to acknowledge the fact that we have pain. People don't want to, how can I put this? I kind of feel like people, even within the church and people who are suffering with the pain, they feel like admitting pain is a sign of weakness. And I know that is a humongous misconception that, you know, we as Christians, you know, we have it all together, but we, honest to God, we don't. And I think it takes a very strong Christian to admit that we don't and not a very self-righteous Christian because I also believe that, you know, self-righteous Christianity is causing a lot of damage to the church, but that is a different topic for a different day. 
honestly, for a lot of people, Christians, non-Christians, whatever, a lot of our anxiety, depression, XYZ, a lot of our mental health, um, a lot of our mental health issues can come from trauma that stems from childhood or, you know, even work issues and whatnot. And I firmly believe that if we just acknowledge our trauma and then get help, you know, it would do us a tremendous amount of help. There's no shame in therapy, but we'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, going back to the book, this is another thing that kind of hit me. He says, Christians are not taught to value the specialists in church, those people who are gifted in other disciplines outside of theology. I, Lecrae, realized early on in my journey out of chaos that what I needed most was a therapist, not a theologian. I already already understood doctrine, but what I needed was someone who could interpret my life and make sense of why I was walking through chaos without hope of escaping the tunnel. I don't know what is going on with people, but there is no shame in therapy. None at all. In fact, I actively encourage all of my friends to go see a therapist. There are many benefits to seeing a therapist. You know, there's no shame in it. For me, it's like having an outside source outside of my fiance or outside of my mom and my dad. Just having like an outside voice to be able to guide me and having an outside eye seeing what's going on to help me think about processes and think about things in a different light and a different manner is extremely helpful. Now, granted, he often tells me a lot of the same things my parents, my fiance does, but being able to affirm what they're saying, because again, he is an outside source and he is also a Christian, so I know he's going to have my spiritual interest at heart, is extremely beneficial. And honestly, I think this ties in really well. Last night at church, uh, shout out to Keith, Thursday nights, 8 o'clock at Life for a Church in Windermere, Florida. Uh, please come if you don't you know, have a home church. We talked about, we're in this series of conversations right now about waiting. Last night we were in Second Chronicles chapter 9, where we were talking about the Queen of Sheba and how she came from way, like 1,400 miles to hear, you know, the wisdom of King Solomon. And what was very significant about, you know, her journey was obviously her waiting just because she had so many questions that she wanted to ask King Solomon. But having been 1400 miles away back then, you know, like uh, pastor Luke say, she didn't Uber. She literally had to walk. And what's significant about that is it's a six month journey that is just one way. So there and back, any sort of pit stops not included, you're talking at minimum of one year, which is just so crazy. But you know, when she got to King Solomon, even the scripture says that she was blown away by what he had to say. And you know, having to wait for, you know, all those answers and all those questions that she had. Uh, Luke compared it to <laughs> uh, the story of uh, the movie Moana. You know, so Moana had this really deep calling in everything she had, which is expressed in the song, How Far I'll Go. You know, never satisfied, you know, whether it's the water, she had power, and presumably she had wealth as well. But none of that satisfied her. It's just like her deeper calling is what really kept her going. At the end of the day, what we really got to do, no matter what kind of pain we have, what kind of pain we face, whether it is, you know, stress from anxiety or finances or X, Y, Z, it's hey, you got to be secure and waiting in what God wills, but also choosing joy in Jesus during a long and difficult waiting season. And I know for a lot of us, you know, myself included, you know, we had a wrench thrown into our plans uh, because of this coronavirus and I ain't going to get political on none of that. But it doesn't change the fact that 
our world was turned upside down. And like suicide rates have skyrocketed. Anxiety and depression has skyrocketed over this as well. People have lost their dream jobs and now they're losing finances, you know, X, Y, Z. And they're just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And it just seems like, you know, God isn't there. <laughs> you know, I, I can affirm that I lost my dream job. But that is moot and beside the point. Ultimately, my point is we are all waiting on something. And for a lot of us, it's causing a tremendous amount of stress, anxiety, and depression. But I firmly believe that, I mean, you got there's a certain way you got to look at it. Yeah, it totally sucks. But remember, God is not surprised by any of this. He holds it in his hands. He knows the outcome. Question is, where is your happiness coming from? Is it coming from this thing that you really feel like you have to find yourself in? Whether it's your job or, you know, friendships or the way people see you, your followers on social media, X, Y, Z, or you're going to surrender it all to Jesus and be like, yo, man, this sucks. I don't get it, but, you know, I'm going to trust you through this process because I know you are making me more like you, and I just pray that you make me more like you in this and just help me to surrender my will to yours. Ultimately, folks, we have that choice. Question to you is what choice are you going to make? I guess that wraps things up this week, folks. Uh, you know, my DMs are always open. If you have any prayer requests, any questions, feel free to holler. Reach out to us. We are Anxietyism, Facebook, and um, Instagram. We love you guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. And we will be back with episode three next week.